When we made our McDonald's spicy chicken McNuggets, you were praise hands emoji. Then we ran out, and you were streaming tears emoji. Now they're back, so you can be grinning face with sweat emoji. Order ahead on the McDonald's app. Break out the party hat emoji, because a six-piece spicy chicken McNuggets is just $2.50. And if that's not enough, try a spicy McCrispy or a spicy deluxe McCrispy. And if that's not enough, there's always the sauce. Price and participation may vary. Lolo Knows is a motivational talk show that showcases talented DJs and folks from every walk of life that has a message of life to share through music, wine, and great talk. to another hour of the Lolo Knows Radio Show. I am your host, Lolo. Sitting with me is a really awesome friend of mine, DJ producer, legendary in the dance music scene, Mr. Stonebridge. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I mean, the weather could have been better. It doesn't show <laughs> off Cleveland in the best light, but we do love Cleveland anyway. Genuine people. Yes, we are. We are genuine people. But you know what? The weather shouldn't even stop us from even doing our thing tonight because, you know, Clevelanders are really used to just this type of weather. Actually, one year ago on my time hop, it was 70 degrees out. <laughs> Today, it's like 47 or something. Yeah, but see, that <gasps> it's actually working in our favor because summertime, it's always the barbecue and all that. Yes. People want to do other things. Oh, yeah, right, the club night. Now, at least, people are so bored that they can't wait to get to Barley House tonight and rock that shit. That's so right. it, it actually works in our favor, I think. What's really exciting is Barley House doing this. You know, it's just like they've been just getting into the whole dance music, and they have a, a great following, a great crowd, and they've been very open to doing this. And it's actually been working in their favor, and people are really enjoying it. You just, You just did this show you did a show with jeff osmitz about a year ago right no, has it been about was it this past year yeah, oh my god like really and they wanted him back that quick uh-huh <laughs> i'm that good you are that good you are real good <laughs> you're good you <laughs> um tell me what's been up with you well i've done uh i'm on to my third big single this year uh it was losing control in april yeah. which uh, we invited jeff we actually reveal that in your show yes remember and he was sitting there all shocked you know he didn't know about it then in summer i had a one called believe it really really good and uh, now i'm on to out of nowhere my new single that i launched yesterday actually and i just heard it and it was amazing and i love it so much i want to tell you something you are so consistent and this is a i guess this is where i really want to kind of draw you know draw the conversation because you're very inspirational. You know, this isn't an easy road to do what you're doing. It's just, you know, it's one of these things, if you love it, you love it, and you can't live without it. And if you are half-hearted about it, you might as well just get out. And maybe you are having – maybe there are people out there that have some successes, but then they just always are complaining. To me, I just feel like you're always consistently not only working, but you're so good at what you do, and it's showing in – what you're able to, what in your fruit, the fruit that you're actually 
now harvesting. Yeah, thank you for uh, it's actually a really good point you're bringing up here because there's a lot of people in our industry. <coughs> they've seen that, you know, EDM, that seems to be lucrative. You know, we should totally get in there. Uh, I mean, uh, Paris <coughs> Hilton, uh, uh, you know, there's different people uh, doing it. You know, they got into it. It seems exciting. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, Paris is actually filling Amnesia every week in Ibiza, two years in a row, which is amazing. So I have respect for her. She's worked hard, you know, she's now a DJ, and she's filling that room. It's not easy. I know big techno names. Richie Horton that had a half full night there. Mm -hmm. She packs it every Tuesday. And it's Why is that? What is it about her? I'm seriously, you know, because there are people that have, you know, that don't know her, you know, that are probably a little like, I mean, are they doing, are they just going to just see her because of who she is? Or are they really going there because she's technically actually pretty good? We're going to come back to the, the thing. It's now people go to a club because it's the thing to do that mm -hmm. night. They want to be seen on Instagram and pictures mm -hmm. being at the spot that everybody's talking about. Okay. What you don't get now that you used to get maybe 10 years ago is people talking about the night. Right. I can't believe that track. It dropped like 2.30. It was a baseline. People were talking for hours after. Yeah. You went to an after party and talked about the night, you know, especially DJs. You know, they compared notes. Did you play that dub? Oh, man, it went off. You know, I played it too early. We had these geeky kind of conversations. No one talks about that. No one talks about how did it look? How was the sound? Was the bass kicking? You know, like, was the opening guy good? You know? Okay, but, you know, in the underground scene here, they talk, a l that's all they talk about. <laughs> you know, all like the, you know, the bass lines of everything. It's music driven. Right. Techno, tech house, you know, deep house is music driven. So you need smaller venues, like really dark basement clubs. Like in Detroit, they have this grasshopper thing. It's basically like an old factory basement, you know, and they have beers for $5, and there's like a mobile DJ set up, and they play music, and people stand in there with beer bottles, you know, like swaying to the music, closing their eyes. It's absolutely amazing to see. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they dance, whereas in a modern club, people jump. Because you need a cue. Put your yeah. fucking hands up. And then everybody <laughs> starts jumping. And they fist pump. You know, yeah. it's like a cue. Oh, right. This is the, the jumping bit. Yeah. And then in the breakdown, all the iPhones come up. And you see like 5,000 phones filming the moment. Instead of, I mean, put that shit down. Experience the night with your eyes. You know, listen to the music and get involved. No. They experience it through the video, which they then post instantly on Instagram. To, and to okay. sort of show that I'm here, it's awesome. Not everybody's here tonight. I just want everybody to know that Ricky Spanish is here, so you can definitely chime in to this conversation because I'm already looking at your look. Come here. You might as well just come over here. <laughs> he, yeah, I'm just sitting over there nodding. This guy's crawling inside my head. Right, so we're, no, it's he's hitting it right on the head, man. I mean, everybody lives through their phone now, and it's like you're viewing the world through a frame at this point and at the same time it's about being seen as opposed to going out like back when i first started djing like late 90s early 2000s and stuff you went out to a see the dj and b to listen to what he played and now it's about just kind of being seen out so i mean that's he hit the nail on the head there's really nothing else to say okay. about it <laughs> randy i'm just gonna say i'm just putting you out there munch productions you're bringing this guy back. I have to just give you all the kudos and the props, and you, you know, 
me and you share a lot of the same vision. We share a lot of the same passion. And I know that you've had, you know, we've talked about this just lightly. I'm just, just one little word, please, pretty please. Just in what he was saying, because you know what, honestly, this has been where his frustration was, even just being a promoter and somebody who just really loves the music and has been, you know, a fan, a lover of this whole scene forever, you know, it, you know, forever. And it's, I, it's heartbreaking, isn't it sometimes? But then we have to kind of got to balance it all out and accept what's new and what this generation's actually bringing in, don't we? Or no, you're hitting everything on the head. The times are changing fast within the scene. Um, it just seems how people don't go out for the right reason anymore. It's definitely to be seen these people, but being in the industry 25 years, I've always stuck to the mindset. It's all about the music. I explain it to people from the beginning. What do you do? Why do you do it? It's never been about the money. It's always been about the artists, the fans, the music. Bottom line, everything else comes extra. And now times are changing fast, but I still stick to, why, why do I do this? People do it. At the end of the day, it's all about the music. Stone's music is still the best house music around, the best dance music. He appeals to the masses. He relates to everybody. He gives the sing-alongs. He plays the most popular tracks that are out there from other artists. Then he'll sprinkle in his new stuff. And to me, how he does it worldwide, genius. And not everybody has that opportunity to do how he does it. So that inspires me to see if I was a producer DJ, I'd do that same method because I think it works. I still, I'll say it today and forever. Right now, his break that he deserves still hasn't come to where, where it should be. Um, I think it's a matter of time where his recognized talent across the world should have the bigger gigs, the bigger festivals. And, again, it should be Stone's choice to pick and choose which ones he wants. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the guy's, you know, middle-aged man and where he's at now, I'm blown away. I'm blown, <laughs> I'm blown away that, you know, he still hasn't got the, the platform that he deserves. And I think it comes down to if people recognize what he's trying to do, what he's trying to capture with his audience – um, he'll get his break because he's in the business for the right reasons. I've seen him do it year after year, and still to this day, he's on point with what he does. He does it for the fans. He does it because he knows music, and everything he does, he's spot on with it. So I'm inspired, and that's why I book him every year all the time <laughs> because he does – when I book somebody, he brings to the table what I want when I go out. He gives the feel, the look, the sound. He's inspired. He's good with people. And to me, that's all I want. People leave their remembering. Wow, he played this. He played that. And it's all about a good time. So It's amazing how much I've like, attracted, like, the same type of, you know, like attracts like. And, like, you two think on the same level of experience. And you guys are in the business for the right reasons and not for, you know, instant gratification or how to, you know, this is going to, like you said at the beginning, stone about the you know a lot of people seeing edm as oh i can make some money off of this now everybody's a dj look at the zach Ef <laughs> efron film that's a typical example of corporate america this edm thing that's lucrative man let's do a movie put put a, a pretty boy in there we're gonna make millions the problem was that it wasn't they brought one of the uh, new york papers brought djs into a theater right. to see the film and just asked them you know what was right, what was wrong, you know, and they got, it got slaughtered because it's not real. It opens with that. The only thing you need now is to have decent track and you get the gigs, you know, you're famous. And it's like opening with that, you know, which is completely what it's not about. Mm -hmm. to, to then reconnect to what you started with, the reason, I, for me, it's never been, you know, oh, I'm going to go into the studio and make a top ten. 
I'm a song guy, you know, I make dance songs. And there's it's slightly different. This one is a bit funkier, like more of a classic Stonebridge sound than the previous one. But, you know, it depends on the song, you know, I arrange it. I'm not like, I check out what's happening on Beatport okay. Top 10. So let's, okay, so let's get back to that. You said a Stonebridge. And even when somebody like Madonna says, hey, can you remix this track for me? She's not saying remix this track for me because she's Madonna and you're doing it a Madonna type of way. I mean, you're keeping her, the song, the authenticity of it, but she loves your style, obviously, right? She would be asking for, hey, can you put this, can you put a Stonebridge remix together for my song? Her team was actually working for a while. They, they knew I would be the perfect fit, and, and she was on my bucket list, especially in the early days, you know, because I always felt that Madonna's, the remixes were pretty shit, to be honest. <laughs> Axwell did a really good one back right. in 2005 or six something like that. It was yeah. absolutely amazing. And I think Deep Dish did a decent one too, you know. And there's been a few, but generally it's like wishy-washy, you know. She deserves. And that's the cool thing with her. She knows the names, you know. She hooked up with that f weird French guy no one had heard about, you know, and did a whole album. Uh, so she's really clued up when it comes to that. So Madonna knows. Yes. So <laughs> her team sort of put strategic strategically uh, put stuff, Stonebridge stuff, in front of her. Mm -hmm. And then she said, yeah, we got to try that guy. And she was really happy because I kept like it. a perfect match, it especially, was. honestly, because if you listen to Madonna's earlier tracks, yeah. when she first started out with the Borderline album, everything else, it w it, it's all those oh, real catchy yeah. dance music tracks. I mean, they weren't playing any of this stuff. When she did Holiday, everybody was like, Honestly, everybody thought she was at that time like a black girl yeah. singing. They didn't they didn't they didn't have a face to her at that time when they started. And it's amazing because even she to me, she was kind of like that stepping stone to where it's at now, but she never lost lost it. It's like she kept she kept to her roots. Like even in all even some of her tracks even even now, you know, it's like when Madonna asked you to do something, and her being like that pioneer at that in that pop, yeah. Work. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at usaa.com/bundle. Restrictions apply. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month and discover what it truly means to drive a truck that's built to serve. Ram 3500 with an available legendary Cummins engine. Ram TRX, the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. And Ram 1500, ranked number one in driver appeal among large light-duty pickups in 2022. That's three years in a row by J.D. Power. Hurry in during Ram Truck Month. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards. You know what I mean? Where she was crossing over into that R&B market, but then still giving it that dance vibe. I thought it was just amazing. And that's why she's just so, that's why she's timeless yeah. to this day. No, she's, she's a good, I, I think she could relax a little bit. You know, she yeah. came out with guns and battles, you know, everything <laughs> was lined up. And she actually suggested that people were ageists without no one saying shit. You know, no one said, hey man, you're too old for this shit. She was sort of prepared, so she went in and defended herself in that way, I felt, with this latest campaign. Yes. Well, and she doesn't have yeah, to defend have anything. Yeah. I mean, dude, <laughs> she just, just shows her body of work, and it's like no more questions. 
<laughs> so I think she could relax and feel a bit more comfortable, you know, yeah. having that body of work, being in control. Maybe, maybe there may be there may be an age factor there too. Maybe there's I think some people kind of grow to a yeah, but no, 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 but hold on, hold on, but Madonna, yes, a, a lot. But you know what? We don't know. We don't talk to her personally. There may be something within her internally where she may still battle, and she may still battle a little bit of feeling less confident, and maybe she does feel like you know she needs to put certain things out there. I think honestly, I kind of think it's quite lovely to be honest and it's actually quite refreshing that she's still learning and that she's still in some aspects still humble and she doesn't want to feel as though that she's that confident where she feels like hey i'm a donna bitch even though there is the the meme that says i'm a donna bitch she yes we get that but she's still probably internally and especially as a woman myself getting older may question it a little bit more, even though she's not around the Nicki Minaj's and the people who are in their 20 and 30 something still doing their thing. And they're the Rihanna's of the world. You feel me? Yeah. But you, you can't know as a 57 year old, you can't know yeah, what's sure. happening in an 18 year old's head. Mm -hmm. You can't sort of rewind back to when you because everything was different. then. Yeah. There was no Internet. There was no Facebook, nothing. So it's impossible to get in to the kids, th what you can do is great music, and you'd be surprised on, on Spotify now, which is growing like psh, incredibly. And you'd be surprised for people, e especially kids, they listen to indie rock, you know, and like dubstep crap, you know, like rock and, and all kinds, of all over the place, you know. They're not like genre-based. We come, clubbers that sort of, when it exploded, 90s, 2000, we're kind of like, we only listen to house, and a techno guy would never go to a trance event, you know, that would be death. It's like you had these like really small niche markets. The, the 18, 20 year olds now, they don't think like that. Okay. They like a track. That's a really good point because they know. like a track. Yeah. And it can be reggae, it can be uh, chill out, it can be ambient, it can be an old Bowie single from 1969. <laughs> it doesn't really matter because they listen to the music. Oh, I like this, you know? And especially with Spotify, everything is there, like millions oh, yeah. of tracks. So How important do you think it is? to be consistent though as a DJ even though you're saying that a lot of these kids are appealing to all different types of genres how important it is it for you say as a DJ to maintain your identity as a DJ that everybody knows and loves you to be it's extremely important uh, that there is my classic sound the Robin S and put him high in my, my early hits yeah. were pure house and what people forget is that at that time, that was the only dance music. There was no like, oh, we're going for dubstep trap house tech night tonight. You know, it's like, it wasn't <laughs> like that. It was, you went to a club and they played up-tempo music and it was like hooky stuff. Then it got segregated and uh, <coughs> you say, how important is it to be consistent? Yeah, it's very important. I move with the times. My BPM show is mainly EDM because that's the staging format. And it's not like I would say, oh, I wouldn't touch EDM because I'm a house guy. I find good songs there. I'm a song man, mainly. You know, like, for instance, Titanium, I think, is a song that people talk about 10, 15 years from now. What a great song that is. Yeah. See, uh, Titanium. I mean, amazing songwriting. So I find that EDM brought songwriting back to a certain extent. You know, there's a lot more big songs that got uh, played in radio in America. And as a European... We remember the dark ages, we call it, when it was, bitches go, ho, ho, you know, like, 
<laughs> every single radio station in this country for 20 years, it yeah. was hip-hop R&B only. Yes. There was no dance. It was mixed show. You're like right. 3 a.m., you might get a house guy doing a mixed show. And that was your little break on radio. Now, dance music on radio, I was driving in the Mustang convertible in L.A., sun was shining, and it was like Drake or something playing, you know. And then Martin Garrix, Animals, come on, on Power 106, which is like a hip-hop station. And it was like, really? Wow. But, but it was kind of refreshing. It was yeah. R&B, like for yes. real. And then that fucking <laughs> Garrix, like next track. There was no like warning, nothing. It was a slap in the face in the sunshine. But that's, it's amazing. If you, if you think about it, now you got dance music on commercial, you know, mainstream radio yeah. in this country, which is amazing. So uh, I think it's, it's been a good thing. It opened up the eyes. Now every city has a club. Ten years ago, no. You had to go to Detroit. You had to go to Miami. You had to go to Vegas yeah. to get some. You had some sort of excuse of a night. Or when Munch put on a big event, you know, like sometimes. Yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't like four clubs. Like now, you probably have three or four clubs doing some sort of events every weekend. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, that wasn't happening. It was like a b- someone's basement or like an industry rave or some shit like that. Yeah. You know, the thing is, though, even just, you know, for bigger cities, they have a lot more success in doing that. It's just that in smaller cities like ours, where it seems like the community is still small, it's like we're like, it's like we're sharing. We're splitting up that, you know, splitting up those patrons to come and see our shows. Here, you know, that's the that's the that's the downfall here, where I feel like there's so many good shows going on, and there, there's not enough you have people to uh, support them. You have fifty guys like him that like techno. Then you have two hundred guys that like sort of underground house. It's not enough yeah. for one club. Right. Whereas in Miami, you have probably fifteen hundred, two thousand super <laughs> techno heads. You know yeah. that they will fill two or three clubs every night. Same in New York. Yes. Same in Chicago to a certain extent, and LA is building the techno thing there. But in the smaller cities, you don't. You have the 50 guys; they won't fill a club. It will be the local DJs and then 35, 40 people. And y- there's a bottom line: you have to grant, you have to get stuff in, you know, you have to promote. Yeah. It's just you can't. There has to be a bottom line. I mean, we do it for the love. Yeah. But if you have to pay to play, love don't keep the on. no, it doesn't. No, very, very good. No. So there, there has to be some sort of compromise. And I, I think your radio show is a good thing. And you, you should try to get it more mainstream, not music-wise, but meaning more people should listen to what you guys are doing. Yeah. Get like a crew, like a circuit. You know, Oh, it's those guys, Cleveland, man, that rocks. And you get that Cleveland pride, you know, yeah, it's our boy. I've noticed that with Jeff when he plays. Oh, that's our boy, you know. <laughs> like when he did a remix for my track, yeah, all the Cleveland people were like, yeah, that's our guy. Yeah. He did his shit. <laughs> So, no, that's that's very good because you get a community. Yes. And then people get curious, what is that? Those guys seem to have a lot of fun all the time. They bring in people, they know international people, and you get this thing yes. bubbling, and, and then you get a scene. Like we're doing yeah, I think now. you are. And I, think I believe that I have seen, I've, I've been feeling it growing more and more. I'm glad, Munch, you did not leave <laughs> all together. <laughs> Even though there are times you're like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> but there, we're all in this room right now, and we all we do all share that sometimes that sentiment, but we all haven't left. Why? Because our hearts 
won't leave and because there is something still <laughs> yeah, there's still something here and it's all about the music. It's all about the music. Forever <laughs> be involved because there's certain music and certain artists that's my heartbeat and I'll die trying to get to where I am. I am too. Time I thought I was gonna quit, I'd have a lot better stuff in my studio. <laughs> you just keep plugging away, man. It's just what you do. If it's if that's all you know, man. I mean, exactly. And you know what? Something led me to do this show, and I'm still doing this show, and it's very, it's really exciting seeing it grow. You know, little by little, and it, you know, and I, you know, and even though they're time, I feel like it's just a. I have my moments like anybody else, where you're just like, I'm like, why am I doing this? And it's just, I know why I'm doing. You know why I'm doing this? When I ask why I'm doing this, then somebody, you know, somebody inboxes me or sends me an email and says, oh, my goodness, you said something. You know, I'm so glad that you had this show. This got me to my next whatever. Or, you know, keep it up. That was awesome and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, and, and you know, and or thank you for giving me a forum to be able to speak on. You know what I mean? Or being able to share the things that I was thinking, you know, but I couldn't really outwardly say, but. I heard it on your show, and it made me think a little bit more. You know, so it's like, so I, I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm giving, like, an open platform to this whole community, you know. And it's not just here. It's not just a whole Cleveland thing, but it is, it's something that's spreading all over, you know, because it is, it is an Internet radio show, and, it, you know, that reaches worldwide, and people who click and stuff. I, I have listeners, you know, it was, it was funny when I was, like, doing the statistics. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I have listeners in Japan. I have a couple of few listeners in Brazil and blah, blah, blah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Lolo's going worldwide with this. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, the that's, that's the beauty with the Internet. It's no more territorial. No. Everything is worldwide. It's Everything all. is global. And, I, you know, and I love that, you know, and it's like, you know, with the radio, with radio, traditional radio, it's like even with the traditional radio, they're now needing internet to support them because they're not they're those airwaves aren't going to be around forever that the problem is that spotify and on demand like netflix everything before somebody told people that you can see this movie at 9 p.m yeah. on tuesday but it doesn't fit my schedule they don't care now yeah. you go on netflix on a, like a monday six in the morning you can't sleep so you want to watch a movie then <laughs> Same with internet radio and Spotify. You can listen to music on demand whenever you like. So this old, rigid radio format with set times doesn't work for people. No. They want to do it. So you have a replay of your show on internet. They can listen to that yeah. when they drive down to uh, somewhere. And there's different formats for it. You know, you know, it's like on SoundCloud. It's on iTunes. And it's on Spreaker. It's on iHeart. You know what I mean? It's all these different yeah. formats that people can get, not get to easily, whatever they choose. They can listen at their, at their convenience, which is so awesome. That's that's a big difference, and the whole everything is going that way on demand, uh, which has been a challenge in the record industry. We don't sell yes. records anymore because honestly, on your little phone, why do you want to download a file to that cramped little hard drive in there? You know, it's going to fill up really quickly. Yeah. So yeah. It, it yes, you're trapped. So one day, someone realized I can go to SoundCloud and press play. And then I put that in a little playlist. Or Spotify, you make a playlist, my favorites, my driving tunes and stuff like that, you know. So it's an interesting, uh, and it also made everything really democratic, you know. Before, labels control everything. Now it's pretty much anyone can put anything on SoundCloud, which they do. You, a lot of, you can find a lot of interesting talent on there, you know, people. Because it's not that barrier. You had to go to a label. You had to discuss with A&R. 
he had to change your music around yeah. to make it more accessible. He had to get that famous name remix in in order to sell. And before you knew it, your whole idea was compromised. You know, it wasn't your plan. It was something made into something that you could sell because you needed to sell units to pay all these salaries and offices and all that. That's all gone. Like you can do whatever you want. You can go on TuneCore.com and upload stuff to Spotify and iTunes. Anyone can do, and they do. Okay, here we go. We're going to do a typical interview question, but I just really want to just, it's for a purpose. You know, what's a typical day like in your life? I just want to know a typical day for, your, for what you do each and every day. You know, how do you keep it going this long? I, what do you do? Well... That's two questions, really. Yeah. <coughs> uh, you go, there, there is some <laughs> sort of... <laughs> you're a woman. Yes, I you am. You can't do that. You have to focus on one thing first. <laughs> so. He's teaching me that, actually, Mr. Ricky Spanish. <laughs> go ahead. No, we're really... Uh, no, the... Uh, I, there's some force, you know. I, I ask myself, why do I go like 28 hours to Cleveland, you know, it was like fly drama and stuff, to play for two hours and then fly back to Sweden. It's ju it just doesn't make sense for anyone. But it's some sort of drive. You feel it's important, you know, like I have to do this, you know, I'm going to go to Cleveland now. And then, because I'm so impatient, I can't sit in a hotel room like this for four days doing nothing until next weekend. So I, I decide to go back. Because at least I get something done. Plus I like to mix the show in Stockholm. So uh, a normal day, is if it's not weekend when I'm flying and uh, yeah. all that, it's in Stockholm, I, I kind of get going 10 in the morning. And I try not to check email the first thing I do because that sets the f level. You know, it can be a really disturbing email, and <laughs> it gets you really irritated. It's yeah. a good tip, actually. Don't start the day with email. It's, it's just wait until you had a few coffees in. <laughs> the machine is working. Then you can handle the idiots yeah. easier. And I have two computers. I, I'm working on music, and I have, you know, I see the feed. I see thing notifications, and I just look at it. You know, if it's something interesting, you might, you know, check that and yeah. continue working. So it, that's actually a bit woman-like, you know. Like, I do two things at the same time. Okay. It doesn't disturb me because I don't check every single notification. I just see, oh, that guy, I don't like him. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, or there's something important. It looks like an important, oh, I like that guy. Munch is... Uh, saying something about the event, you immediately check that yes. you know, and you interact so uh, people can see. And I know people like that when you put something and I put a little comment, you know, yeah. Because uh, that, that's a problem I've had with some of the singers, you know, they, they don't interact in the, in the campaign and it makes it look... Right It's very important that the singer is involved because otherwise it looks like I'm a DJ type, I found a little acapella on the floor, I did a little remix and I put it out. The singer's got to be like, hey, check my new track, man. I wrote this, you know, I did this, and I'm going to perform it there. You know, people go, oh, that's cool, man. They, you get that rallying the troops feeling, you know, like, yeah. oh, I like her. I like that singer. We're going to support her. And she builds her fan base to get her fan base behind the record. So uh, it's really, I, I always interact a lot, you know, when you post some s yeah. stuff, you know. So people see that it's not like you making something up because there's a lot of fakery going on. I mean, anyone can pretend that they're doing an event and uh, this is famous guy that supposedly is supposed to come and he doesn't show up and he yeah. doesn't interact. Yeah. So that's why, and it's not only, I, I like you guys, so I interact. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I know. We like you too. I know, I know it's important <laughs> to, to be visible, you know, like yeah. being excited, look like you're prepared, looking forward to it. It's also a, a Cleveland pride thing, you know. This guy likes Cleveland, man. 
know, like they, they, it's very, and I always thank the city when I'm in the airport. Thank you, Cleveland, had such a good time, stuff like that. Because I know that somewhere deep inside, Clevelanders feel like, oh, what a nice guy, you know, he, he appreciates what we're doing. Look, Barley having you out months after they already had you out, yes, you are loved here in Cleveland. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, you don't understand. This is a club that has made its whole foundation on the whole pop culture. You know, they're all in about pop music, R&B, like, I mean, hip-hop, celebrities, sport, you know, sports people come in there, like, um, you know, basketball players, football players. It's that type of club, okay? This is your, this is your, this is your fist-pumping bar place, okay? And that's why we think it's, it's so freaking beautiful that you have been received this well and that they would say, you know what, we need that guy. We want to have that guy back. Like, really? They're like, oh, man, we got something here. And they really liked you. You know, you tore the roof off that place the last time, and everybody was left, like, speechless. Like, where have they been? You know, where have they all been? They had that whole look after that whole set between Osmonds and you. It was, like, over. It was, like. It paves the way to change that venue. It paves the way to change that venue into what we want it to be. Like, it's a cool spot. But it doesn't have to be a sports bar. We can dictate it. We can say, look, we can draw. We can pull. We can bring guys in from overseas. We can bring in local guys and pack the place. And that, as long as it's lining their pockets, why should they give a shit? So we, that gives us control at the end of the day. And it shows the people that maybe did come in for sports or did come in for Top 40 or did come in from hip-hop something new. Because those people might just be going there because it's Saturday. And they might just walk in the door and be blown away by a guy like this or a guy like Jeff or whoever's up, Derek, whoever's up there playing at the time. And that brings in new people into what we're all doing. So, I mean, it's a pretty cool thing that they're even receptive to it, let alone that it's flourishing. And that's why Barley double booked Stone. So he's coming, he's coming, back, he's coming back April of next year. So get in tonight, come back, come back six more months. He's back here. In Cleveland in April. It's so exciting. I'm just like, I mean, seriously, you know, you do this. You, this is your good karma. This is your good karma. You know that this is because your heart is just in the right place. And you know what it is? This is the love that is moving people. Like, they see it. They feel it. This isn't just about, you know, it's, it's the music, but it's you, you know, delivering that love energy through it. Like, you... And when I see you every time, every time, you mesmerize me because you, you just become the music. You're, you send energy waves out there to the audience that's just saying, hey, you know what, that they're just, they're receptive to. They haven't seen it. A lot of people go up there and they do a good show and they may, you know, get up there and show off and fist pump or whatever and do all these things. You, on the other hand, even though you could probably out DJ probably a lot of these because you've been doing it forever. You don't do it for you don't you don't do it on for that. You do it you do something so loving and it's just so and it resonates yeah, to everybody. And it resonated to him because he but even before you even came here he talked you up. Like he was just like, We need this guy here. Right. You know, <laughs> it's like we need this guy here. And I get why, because Randy you know, I mean, he's all about that same energy, that same love, and he feels it. Do you, you agree with me on that, right, Randy? 
ten percent. Am I hitting on? You hitting on? Okay. I, I remember w w the first thing he said was that he's he's been listening to the show, mm -hmm. and he sees that I'm not playing just impressive bangers to be cool. That I'm playing that not so cool track. He always said, "You're the people's DJ. You you play for it's not you don't have to be specialist to get this show." And I remember that's what we talked about. And and it's like finally someone that sees what I'm doing here. You know, it's like not everybody understands. Some sad DJ said, "Stone, what are you playing that track? It's like two months old." You know, and, and comments <laughs> like that. You know, so I sometimes play Cascade Eyes. You know, because I love that song and it's yeah. five years old. I don't give a shit. That's right. <laughs> yeah, feel free to play it tonight. Yeah, I, I know. I love it too. <laughs> <laughs> it just people get all emotional with that track. It has something magic, it. especially in this country. Isn't, it, isn't isn't that what we all need though? We just need some of that magic, and you always deliver that magic every time. And that's why, even like a place like that, who's known for their top forty, <laughs> I mean, consistent, literally top forty. You don't have to be an you know if you're it just you're delivering something just authentic that. I mean, seriously? You already touched on it. You know, I, I'm building a fan base. So every you time I come, I have a little crew. And they, they, I see them all excited. So I get excited. And, it, and other people say, look at those guys over there. And the DJ, they're having a great time. So they get carried away. That's why I think this used to be a hip-hop bar, you know, pop and all that. But the mm -hmm. other people that are used to sad people, you know, and being <laughs> saw that something was going on over there. Man, yeah. This is fun, you know, and they yes, got, they, they they got involved, it. you know. So we managed to get that room together, which is the whole the challenge, to get the room together. All the people in the room and the music played is communicating to the people. Then you get that, yes. the, big, the great party. If you have, like, 25%, you play for them, like some underground guys, they play for their friends behind the booth, and they don't look at the crowd. The people feel, you know, threatened, you know, it's like, yeah. He doesn't even look at me, you know. You have to acknowledge the crowd and, and look at them, interact with them, play, and, you know. Like you got to know how to read the room. That's for sure. Yeah, you learned that w before, you know, in the early days of house. You got beer right. cans thrown at you if you played house, <laughs> you know. <It's> like <laughs> <laughs> so you, 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 <laughs> needed, you needed to learn to read the room double quick, you know. The trick was, you know, when you started, it was probably mashups and, and remixes with famous R&B and hip-hop hooks. So you can sort of people get people. Oh, God. oh I know. <laughs> I kind of always stayed authentic, though. I mean, like I started in like I started in like '95, and like I kind of got into it on like the old like uh, Frankie Knuckles type stuff. So I got into it on the like real stuff. I mean, that was kind of what was popular, and you kind of sprinkle that stuff in. But I, I've always tried to stay like stay the course, so to speak, and stay kind of authentic to what I like. I mean, I know you got to play to the room, but I feel like if you can play to the room and stay authentic and kind of educate some people on the real stuff, so to speak, it, that's kind of where I like to stay. Well, well, when you become technically good as a DJ, you can play two, three songs that they don't like. Right. But you do it so well that yeah. they still think it's the other end. It's, oh, I kind of <laughs> like this, you know? <laughs> so, so the, the, the festival vibe is that you play a banger, and it's a big silence. <laughs> and there's a new hook coming in. It's like a radio I saw a guy, a big, big DJ in Arizona, and I stayed stayed around just to catch his set. I don't want to mention names, but it was uh, pretty much his 10 latest singles and the really biggest things, three-and-a-half-minute versions, and it was like silence. There was no mixing. There was no groove, you know, people dancing. <laughs> it was like big explosions. Yeah. Oh, I love this song, you know. 
over. Next. It was like, uh, and so you probably mixed it up. You know, you played two or three that you really liked, but they kind of fit with that track. Right. That Dennis Ferrer, Hey Hey, that was a bit sure. of a hit. So yeah. you could play that and uh, kind of take your track before and after. So that's the job we have. We, we, we should present new stuff that they don't know that they like yet, mm -hmm. but we know that they will love it right. eventually. <laughs> But you can't be bitter and say, you guys suck. You know, I see that sometimes, DJs, you know, they complain after. The guys didn't dance, you know, I was playing the best shit, you know, no. Wrong. You didn't uh, make that room work. And I think it's very important, you know, you have to look at what you have. Oh, okay. You see it's a very mainstream crowd. You can't then play an underground techno set. It's just plan. You need a plan B. Right. Oh, it's that kind of. I better give them something. You might get something going and then gradually move into your thing. Or get some vocals in there. Yes. Something to latch on to yeah. for those people. You got to, just like you said, if you walk in and everybody's been playing top 40, you might not play top 40, but something that's a little more catchy, something that's a little more groovy where you can kind of latch on to it that's not so pure yeah. in the DJ producer land, so to speak. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so... Uh, but I think, the, in general, it's a pretty good time. I mean, it's, uh, we have the, the, the smartphone problem. You know, everybody's living life through a phone, including me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Instagram, that shit. I'll tell you why. Now, let, me, let me just say this. Is actually, that's been my bitch thing this past week. I've been putting down my phone more. This, you know, just start it because I just I feel like it's just, to me, it's a time waster. And I feel like I'm not getting a lot of my own stuff done, you know, outside of what I'm doing done. Like, you know, I see little things starting to lag behind. And for me, when I start feeling that, I have to get I got to get back in control of that, you know. And one thing is if you allow stuff, especially like on social media to because I do have a big social media presence. And sometimes it's just it's it's gotten carried away. You can get sucked into every damn conversation and any whatever. Somebody's hitting you up, and then you feel the need to have to hit them up right then and there, even though that maybe you might have an appointment, or maybe you were really trying to get to that painting that I was trying to do, and this, that, and the other, and then all of a sudden, an hour goes by, and like, shit, on it. You know, it's just like, and these are the things that I feel that, you know, is has been actually weighing me down a little bit. And that's why I said, well, I was telling him, I was like, I'm off here. Every time now I, I'll go to, like, if I'm logged on to, like, Facebook or something, I'll log out. So I don't have to hear any type of notifications going off, and then I can just handle my business. And when I do need to absolutely post something, I will post something. It's just about just getting control. I mean, a lot of people live on there. And I was just losing control. <laughs> I unplugged that damn song. That was an awesome track. I love that track. I still listen to that track, but I do want to get to the other one. But go ahead, Randy. Well, I was going to say, as we start wrapping up here, make sure I want to know. How cute are we, by the way? You, you're just sitting on the bed, and we're just all, like, huddled, like, we're like a little club. No, but I want to I hear Stone say, you know, what's coming up in the future, what we got to look something to look forward to, what's – What's in the works? How's how's your year ending? What's what's give us something exciting to look forward to? All right. Well, look at Randy putting on his interview chops. Aww. He's a pro. He's a pro. He's driving. I know he's driving. Yeah. 
No, it's actually the the most uh, spectacular thing that happened is that my agent, booking agent at large, merged with a scam artist, which is a bigger agency, and they have stuff in Vegas and New York and LA, and, and so uh, it was kind of she just informed me, oh Stone, I, I merged with Scam, and I I've heard from various sources that they've been looking at my social. You can tell when someone is looking. You get the odd like, you get a little comment here and there. Yeah. They, they're look, they're checking you out, <laughs> and then. And I got this news, okay, now I know why scam have been lurking around my socials for a while. But I think it's good, and they're really active, I noticed, on Instagram. Already with a new single, they've been putting in a newsletter, they put it on the site, you know, links to the, so it's very impressive, you know. So I think uh, I will have a good end of the year, and next year is going to start really well. I'm going to continue with my singles and the radio show on Sirius XM. It's no signs of slowing down yet. That's awesome. Can I get a shout out on it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can. You, 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 hey, no, no, you can. I'll fly out. I'll fly out for it. No, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you, of course, you can. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome! Oh my god! I don't. <laughs> Come on, shut up, Randy. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> like, whatever, man. <laughs> run, run. No, I. Getting a shout out today. Yes, please. Show. Yes, oh, give us all a shout Mine, out. Yeah. Munch. Munch. No, your friend, Munch. No, You're I so. No, it's, it's business. Yeah. It's, you can't. It's, I, trust me, I've asked him. I already got the answer for this, and I know how the industry works. When he's live, I I, know. When, tonight's I know, show is pre recorded, but he gave a Cleveland a shout out, and so that's, that's all we can. Of course. And I think that's so freaking awesome. Do you know we're number two right now for. For the freaking 30-somethings to live, like, the number two city right now? Coming up. Cleveland's on the rise. I'm telling him, man. Mm-hmm. Next year when he's here, it's going to be a whole different city. He's here now seeing it, but what's happening within the next year or two, hopefully we can get known for some of, you know, our electronic and what we're doing. And yes, we are going to do that. Some nice underground clubs, some nice proper, you know, I hate to say Yes, we are going to do It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> We'll keep it f- it's life. all happening. <laughs> yes, it's happening because Lolo knows. I know. <laughs> I'm setting this bitch in motion. <laughs> That's your next year show. That's my next year show. Setting the force. The force. With Lolo. With Lolo. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that title. I want to yeah. talk about real quick before we go. Out of nowhere. Let's talk about the single. I, you know, I really like this single. You talk, I mean, basically the premise of the single is, you know, Two people who have obviously have had friends, friends for a long time, and then all of a sudden, you know, they one day they just wake up out of nowhere, and uh, it's yeah, they realize that they love each other, you know, right. they, they and they're getting a thing together. This girl, Jamie Lee Wilson, I've known her for years, and she's been awesome. Oh, boy, yeah, she's good. She's Amazing. from uh, Gold Coast, Australia. She moved yes. to LA now. And uh, she's been on me. We meet on conferences. You know, Stone, we got to do a track. And the time was never right. But then yeah. it was this year. So uh, we got together and did the track. And uh, it was a bit of a chance because it, it goes back to my yeah. more funky piano style. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was the right time. Uh, there's a lot of uh, flavor coming back, you know, classic house sound. So I love it. Yeah. I love this track. You know, this track puts you in such a good mood. It gives you hope. It gives you, makes you, I mean... Even for somebody that's out there, even if you're in a good relationship, it may actually, you know, bring feelings back to that person that you you have loved your whole your whole life, and you'll look at them the same way. Like that track makes you feel, 
you know, whether you're in a relationship or not, or you've had that, you've had, I think, I think it's such a beautiful song. Stan, I really do. I, I, I'm grooving to this track. I think it's, you know, you are a songwriter. You are, you are a song man. You're just a song man. Yes. No, it's always been about the song. <clears throat> and if you do tracks that are, you know, designed to sell or end up on Beep or Top 10, yes. you will see a lot of the big artists. They, they sort of, they peak. They have a year when they play, and then they play slightly lower down on the on the lineup and then they just disappear without a trace and it's because they went in for the wrong reasons you know to make a lot of money uh whereas i've been in this for now 30 years you know producing and it, it what drives me is not that i will headline ultra next year you know uh, that's not you know the reason i i rather play a smaller club like this and connect with people and make my music and when i play something i made and i see happy faces that's the payback like your show, you get a sweet email from someone, you know, oh, man, I yeah. listen to your show. That's the payback. That's that why you do the it. That, then you think that, okay, this is why I'm doing this. You, know? right. you, you get feedback. And as a DJ, you get, like, hundreds of people, instant feedback. You know? yeah. They like what you do. And you can't beat that feeling. So that's what drives me. Well, I appreciate you for what? This is our, what, third time? Third time? Yeah. It's a charm. Number three is very important in the spiritual world. Oh, it is? Yeah. <laughs> I think this is the show of shows. <laughs> I believe this is the show of shows. And you know what? I'm very humbled. I'm very grateful to you. I'm very uh, honored that you have been so gracious to me. And I don't want to cry. <laughs> I don't want to cry because I've been an emotional wreck this whole week. I've had birthday. my. Come it is his birthday, but no, seriously, I'm sitting in a room, and I'm just gonna pay. I'm sitting in a room with people that I respect and admire. You guys inspire me. You inspire us, though. Always smiling, ratting the truth. <laughs> having a great show. I do. Up with your radio thing. I do, and I know. I I do. I'm. You know. I'm on. I have a purpose in life, and I'm just obeying the purpose. All the time, and I believe you have a purpose, and you know your purpose. You know he question. has his purpose. You, know, you, you know, and it's just like in yes, the Lolo Quest. Yes. <laughs> Trademark that shit. I'm not. You know, I am on that quest. You know, and there is it, it's such a beautiful paradise that I'm building around me, and it's not even that hard to find paradise. You, you know, really, it's not. A lot of people think it's just by dying and go to heaven. No, you can actually find that paradise right here, just being alive and the people that you surround yourself with. And if you're in that, and you're, if you're in that same like-mindedness, especially the one where you're in the mind, body, and s spirit, that three, that your alignment, the universe, the mind, body, and the soul, everything. It's just work, no. Yeah, we are. We're no, just, but so we are all connected in some aspects to that. We're going to go get a drink. We're going to go get a drink. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it for all of us. But I know, I know, there. I don't believe in coincidences. No. I believe that there's, you know, there's, you know, we all have that, like, frequency. And I, I'm just digging it. I love the energy. I love I love the like energy that's in this room that's made its way to each other, and I support it and I'm honored by everybody that's in this room and I love every single last one of you guys. 
Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Keep up the good work. Continue to block out the haters because they're all around you. I see it. I hear it. Oh, I'll, I'll always. I'll, sure I'll hear it later for dinner. I'll always have your back, and I know that you got to focus, and you're you're good. you got a man supporting you now that's, that sees the same vision. So in the end, I know you're going to be all right, and I know that good's going to come out of this, and it's exciting to know what's to come within the next couple years. And when you do make a complete career out of this, I believe in you. You're inspiring just as much as uh, – Stone hears it to me. I inspired by both you guys. So keep it up. Keep running. Don't stop. God bless you. And you know what? We're going to be back. The song I'm going to play for you right now is Out of Nowhere by Stonebridge and Jamie Lee. So I got a break. I'm going to be.